Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Allie Terry. Not strong. Ha ha. You threw a curveball at me. I did. I did. You guys, do you want to know what time it is right now? Time to get lit. 8 30 in the morning, baby. You know it. (laughs) Do our voices sound good? We're both sick. I have laryngitis. What do you have? I don't know. Like, I just. Like, wake up in the middle of the night sweaty. What is that? Oh, night terrors. (laughs) (laughs) And my throat hurts. There's something going around. Ariana Grande has it. So I feel like by proxy. Oh, right. We're we're closer to her. Yeah. Actually, it's true that a lot of my clients were complaining that their throats were sore. And then my hot client. Oh, my God. He might listen to this. Okay. I'm not. Hi, hot client. Yeah. I'm not going to say his (laughs) name. But my hottest, sexiest most beautiful, adorable client. If you're listening to this, hey, what up? The <laughs> light just shines out of your eyes and into my soul. I see you, like <laughs> Avatar. Does he have it? Does he have the illness? What's the thing that they say in Avatar? <laughs> but oh, this is important, Alyssa. Wait, I have to be able to express myself. Is it, uh, okay, you want to know a confession? I've never seen Avatar. <gasps> I know. Okay, we're gonna table that for a second. <laughs> They wrap their tails together to have sex, right? Or their ponytails? They plug into each other, but there's something Ew. that they say to each other. It's Ew. like it's like iaku. It's like a different. <laughs> it's like a different language, basically. It means I see you. I think. Okay. Anyways, that, so hot client. Yeah. Igaku. <laughs> Anyways, he was like gone for a while because he said he was sick. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so basically, you're saying all the beautiful people have this illness. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm sitting here with my hair, like I have not brushed it in a day and a half. Is everybody just like making out without me? I don't know. I think that sounds like the title of a book. Mindy Kaling has that book. Is everyone hanging out without me? Did you know that her brother is the one that pretended to be black to get into college and she like disowned him? No, that's so sad. <laughs> she Okay, so he wrote a whole book. I he, feel like you've told this to me before, but, <laughs> but I'm still But it's surprising interested. every yeah. time. Okay, yeah. so you know how Asian students are becoming overrepresented in higher education yeah. because they test so high generally if we're right. going for stereotypes across the board. Okay. Because they're smart as fuck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so he wanted to become a doctor and he had like a 4.3. I don't know. I'm, gonna be, I'm about to make some shit up, but I feel like this is what it is. He had like a 4.3 three or some shit like perfect score on whatever the fuck test and he f- was like i know i'm not going to get in to the school i want to go to because asian students are overrepresented so i need to claim another ethnicity so he buzz cut his hair changed his name to jojo and then applied as african-american when he's really asian-american because they're indian yeah and he got in and so then he graduated whatever pretended to be black the whole time yeah and then wrote this whole book about like how affirmative action is broken and I don't know. Hey, I don't have opinions because I have not read the book. Well, I'm just telling you what happened. I have an opinion about okay. this. Why? I understand why she would be really offended by that. And I understand why her job in Hollywood makes it so that like she doesn't want to get canceled. So she's going to obviously disown anything that's that's like s- stressful for her to explain. Right. Yeah. In a manner that's going to like make her look bad to whatever side. Because this is obviously... Uh, something that's gonna divide people right yes yeah it's very it's controversial yeah it's controversial but why disown him this guy is a legend because (laughs) he's not only explaining how systemic racism has 
prevented our affirmative action from working he's also it's not like he just like stumbled in and was like bro i'm black what's up like he is a doctor he's extremely intelligent and he wrote a book afterwards claiming what he had done and and pointing it out and being like look how fucked up is this yeah that this is what i had to do to get into school yeah no i don't know i i don't know i did not read his book so maybe he said something that he's was a pioneer like, yeah maybe he said something terrible oh but i don't i don't know just on the face of it, I agree that he's like kind of hustling. I don't know. Right. Like you I kind of have to admire it. You're just like, oh, all you, right. You, you have you to work the system because it would have been one thing if he just did it and then never like the people just found out about it. But right. He, or he, he tried to cover it up. That would be worse. Right. right? He wrote yeah. a book on it. Yeah. He was like, hey, bitches, this is what I did. Wow. Mindy Kaling's family is like super accomplished. I, and she like there's like an old tweet where she hit like when his book got published and she's just like, oh, no, Jojo, why did you do this? Like you brought shame upon our family. Like, I don't know. But I just wonder, like, what are their Christmases like? Merry December, everybody. It's now December. Hey, my Punjabi family, which I know Indian and Punjabi are not the same, but my Punjabi family for Christmas gets fucking lit. They <laughs> had a glass AK-47 full what? of whiskey, okay? So it's a it's a AK-47 shaped exact replica, but it's glass and it's full of whiskey <laughs> going around giving people shots. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay? And then there's like fucking always a smoke machine. There is... <laughs> always like a karaoke setup but they're like going around telling dirty jokes that like don't translate into english <laughs> and then me and my cousins are the only ones like for some reason our parents di- wanted us to assimilate into the united states or right, hold on, let me restate let me say that in a way that's not toxic yeah <laughs> Me and my cousins and our immediate family, for some reason, parents didn't teach us any of the languages. Why? Mm. We don't know. Maybe they wanted us to assimilate. Maybe they were just like, fuck it. I'm from Texas now. I don't know why. (laughs) It doesn't make sense and it sucks. But we are the only people in the family who don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) And it'll be like, you're all sitting around. Everyone's fucking wasted. There's like like music going on in the background. (laughs) It's like literally a rave in my Uncle Andrum's home. They're going around with a fucking microphone and everyone's like ha 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 like laughing so hard like tears coming out of their eyes and stuff and we turn around we're like what's what's what was the joke what's happened what happened and then one of my uncles or aunties will be like oh he said like someone wanted to cut his hair and and then he went to the, <laughs> trying to he went to the barber uh, yeah while well, they're crying <laughs> laughing he went to the barber but the barber said your hair has already been cut <laughs> oh man yeah they, do, they it's just like they don't translate May, i mean maybe that's why they have the ak-47 full of liquor though so that at a certain point you think you can understand oh. like they're just trying to get you so drunk that you don't know that you have no idea what they're talking about right yeah, yeah. that sounds like a lit christmas a very litmus it is a very litmus at the terry household we uh have a very white trash christmas <laughs> where <laughs> where everybody buys each other lottery scratch offs Oh. And then we and we put the wine in red solo cups because nobody wants to do dishes. Oh, um, I like that. And normally people don't win any money, but every once in a while, like somebody will win like twenty bucks, and then everyone's like, "Ah, you have to buy the scratchers next year." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like a wash. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Christmas oh. times. I know it's December. It's the time of Krampus and Krampus. the time of 
uh, haunted. People like commit suicide around the holidays. It's a very haunted time. That's true. Yeah. So speaking of committing suicide. <laughs> no. No, I'm what just kidding. I know, I'm just this? kidding. There's no there's no segue. Okay. But do you have any haunted personal stories you want to share this morning? I walked into the studio today and Alyssa goes, did you hear another K-pop star died? Yes. And I go, what? Another? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, your and whole face was just crestfallen. I know because there were so many facts learned at once. <laughs> Not only has a K-pop star died, which if you guys don't know this, I worship k-pop i absolutely love it i'm not like a fandom person where i like know every single person's name but i'm like into twice like i know like some of the haircuts whatever so <laughs> i'm sad a to k-pop hear... haircut of aficionado yeah i'm like sad to hear that not only has All one right. died but Several. another one has died and then Alyssa was like yeah have you heard about this conspiracy and i was like no <laughs> Conspiracies, my favorite thing has now been tainted. Exactly. Okay, you guys. So we're, I'm not. I don't. I have not fully developed this conspiracy theory yet. This is just what I've heard through the grapevine on Twitter. So listeners, we're learning about this together right now. Yeah. Because I I don't know what's going on. Okay. Goo hara. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that no. is. Okay. And then you got to be saying that wrong. Let me look at it. It's liter. It's G O O like Gube. Oh. Goo. And then last name is H A dash R A Hara. Oh no. Hara? I don't know. I don't know. And then the other one is Sully. S-U-L-L-I. Other guys. No. Goo is a girl. Oh, no. Sully. Let me see. Is Sully? Sully is a girl. No. And then there was a guy that also died this year in 2019. No. I'm not not immediately seeing it right now. But, okay, there's this whole page that shows you deaths of K-pop idols under the age of 40. Are they committing suicide? How are they dying? Committing suicide, drug overdoses, Uh. uh, supposedly. But there's this conspiracy theory that like i said i have not like fleshed out or anything this is just something i read on twitter and have not looked into but i guess the like idol industry in asia in general so like this includes j-pop as well is very hardcore in terms of like training training. yeah Yeah, like they don't let you date right like they don't let you do drugs or drink or like you know you have to be like perfect you're like a professional athlete yeah it's like disney stars in the u.s that started at such a young age and then they go crazy like miley cyrus so this conspiracy theory is talking about how rigid societal standards don't let them go crazy at any point and so like they basically get driven to either suicide or are they being killed because they're about to go crazy like miley cyrus did and it would like taint the The industry industry. yeah (sighs) i don't know could be anything that sucks ass. If you guys want us to do an episode on this, let us know. If you don't want us to do an episode on it, also let us know. No, I will not learn <laughs> no. more about this subject. Okay, I'm going to do it. No, <laughs> I next won't. year, next 2020. God, my beautiful K pop. I know. Children. They're so gorgeous. But I think that's part of the pressure, right? Is like a lot if of. If you get a pimple, just kill yourself. Yeah, straight up. Or like go get a bunch of plastic surgery. Okay, so this is the only conspiracy I know about K pop. Is that, you know how the girls all have really super thin legs? Yes. Yeah. They have lipo? Very, very, it's not lipo. It's a shot that dissolves fat. <gasps> it's illegal here in the US. I think we have something similar to it. It's called Kybella and people who will like inject it into their jowls. Oh my God, that's what Kybella is? Yeah. 
I because I always see it advertised on Instagram because we're in LA and they yeah. have targeted advertisements. So Kybella is a shot that you that people use to dissolve fatty tissue that can't otherwise be removed. The most famous place people do it is underneath their jaws. Kim Kardashian famously has like made this like jaw contour thing. Mm-hmm. People do it under their jaws, but it's supposed to be aimed towards like like menopausal women or people who have like some sort of home hormonal deposit. You know how you get older and your skin starts yeah, to, like, and you collect. get jowls like a hound dog yeah yeah so you can inject this in there and that will take away the fat now this extreme version i can't remember what it's called but it's what a lot of k-pop stars use and they inject it in between their inner thighs and there's a bunch of youtubers who have gone over and been like i went to you know south korea and i got this shot and i was watching one of the videos and the girl was like talking about it she like showed what her thighs were like i'm so excited to do this whatever goes into the office comes back out the same day her fat's gone there oh and she said God. that she watched it dissolve now that's scary to me though because what if it dissolves like your veins or something right like i don't understand how it works i don't I'm know also, i don't know science yeah, it's scary to me i'm not a scientist <laughs> look we're conspiracy theorists not doctors thank god thank but, god so then this girl goes in she's like kind of the conspiracy I, you guys i only watched one video on this but it was <laughs> showing our lives <laughs> she was showing photos of all of these k-pop idol girls who had this like little mark incision looked like but oh. it's actually a mark from the needle on their inner thigh so i think in the same way that most people our age in the on the west coast or in cities like kind of like abuse botox i think people in south korea use that drug that i mean that makes sense because different beauty standards for different places they're gonna find different treatments right yeah. like we all want to be wrinkleless. yeah you know, they don't they you know asian skin is like timeless i mean just look at reina scully who is 45 just, no is she no i'm kidding oh God. <laughs> no she's like 33 i think or some 32 still and like looks like a 20 two-year-old like yeah. Raina come on our podcast mm-hmm. she wants to come on she said but I don't know how to do the thing where someone's in another country and they like Skype in and have it not have a delay I know how to do it you so know you how do, to it do it on the audacity I've done it once before Ooh. for a podcast for one of my friends that okay. live in San Francisco so then I'm I'm gonna need you to, to do it maybe like January or something we can get around because she wants to do an episode about like Japanese ghosts or like Japanese. I like that yeah it's gonna be spooky if we one. can pull it off if we can't pull it off then forget you ever heard this listeners we'll pull it off yeah we'll pull it off we'll do it without her we'll be like hey i'm Raina scully i'm so excited to be in los angeles (laughs) on the let's get haunted podcast yeah well i have one haunted thing that happened to me that you already know my parents got robbed oh yeah Yeah, we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet this happened a couple weeks ago so basically what happened was i was at work and i get a phone call from my mom and my mom says there's somebody in the house right now. I'm going to call the cops. And I was like, oh my God, all right, I'm coming right now. So I lock up at work and I go straight to her house and Winnie's over there. And by the time I get there, there's all these cop cars. I took a video of it because I was like, everyone's going to fucking think I'm lying. And so I took a video of all the cop cars out front of the house. There were like probably like, I don't know, seven cop cars at at a certain point and then there was a canine unit and they wouldn't let me pull up the driveway I had to like park down the street and then like walk over my dad had to come get me because they weren't letting anybody into the property I thought I thought for sure it's gonna be somebody that I fired I don't know why like I just had this weird feeling because everybody already knows this but I always feel like I have to repeat it because I don't know who, who the fuck's listening but I work in HR so I have to fire people on occasion I had to fire two people semi recently and it was not like a good situation so I was like I bet you 
mean anything. This is one of the people I fucking fired that like, like followed me to my parents' house one night or something like, I don't know. And so I go up there and I'm talking to the guy and I'm like, can you describe what the person looks like? And the description fit somebody that I had fired. And so I was like, okay, I want to see this person when you bring them out. But he had barricaded himself. Wait a second, wait a second. I just need to know what were you what, what you were going to see them when they came out what were you going to do to them like taunt them no I just wanted to see their face to, to like see if it was somebody that I had fired because in that case I was going to file a restraining order oh because I don't want somebody it that I like, fired being like are you sure you just didn't want to look them in the eyes and be like yeah remember when I fired you look as much <laughs> as I love justice porn like immediate <laughs> consequences for your shitty actions oh nothing makes me come faster but <laughs> but I would never do that in front of a cop because all of that stuff is like being recorded on body cams and if I ever have to go to court for something I don't want them to be like you were taunting this person so I have to like wait until they're in jail and then I can be like fuck you (laughs) write them a letter it's just a drawing of your face looking at them and being like this is an artist rendition of what I looked at you while you were coming out of my house yeah this is an artist rendition of me orgasming to you being put in jail for five to ten years Um, so the cops are like well he's barricaded in the office we can't get him out and then they brought in the canine unit and the dog dragged him out dog dragged him down the stairs and I see his face as he's coming out and it's not anybody that I knew, thank God. And he, as he's coming down the stairs, he he said, um, I want to think of the exact phrase because it like made me so angry, but I held it together. He said something like, all right, all right, guys, show's over. Get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, you are literally broken into my parents' house. Like, what do you mean get the fuck out of here? He's like talking to me he and my dad. on drugs. I I apparently he wasn't on drugs. Apparently he had just gotten out of jail. This is the story we know now. He had just gotten out of jail. His his parents were coming to pick him up, but he's in his 20s. He's not a child. He like got tired of waiting for them to come to pick him up from the courthouse. So he just started walking down the street. And my parents do not live near the courthouse, but apparently he walked all the way down to where my parents live saw that the driveway was open because they normally have like a gate on their driveway that closes it off. And he just walked up, walked into my parents' office because they had had painters there earlier in the day. And the painters had left the office store unlocked. There's like an outside entrance to it. And so he just walked up into the office and was just like ransacking the place. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. You just got out of jail. You just got out of jail, dude. Like and so, hours ago. Out, literal hours ago. And he goes right back in. And goes right back in. So the interesting part of this story is that Winnie saved the fucking day. My dog, my little 16-pound dog. My mom said that she went up and she saw him through the side window. And she was like, who is this? And he tried to open the door where my mom was standing at the top of the stairs and Winnie came like barreling up the stairs. And as he's trying to open the door and step outside, she's like, rah, 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 rah. and so he shuts the door and then he tried to open it again. And when he's like, rah, 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 rah. oh my gosh, is Winnie ever aggressive? No, this was like, she was going fucking ham. She wow. knew something was wrong. She was protecting my mom. My mom said it happened a couple times. It, like he kept trying to come out because he knew that he was caught. And so he's trying to escape before the cops got there. But Winnie was just like, rah, rah, rah. And so then he had to close it again. Winnie literally kept him in there until the cops came. Also, like, 
it's a winnie like i would never do this but if (laughs) i was you know someone who gets out of jail and breaks into a house the same day just fucking kick that dog across the hallway it's like literally the same shape and size as a football the only explanation i have is that it was really dark out and he was trying to go down the outside steps and he couldn't see the yeah and she's black so i don't know if he just like couldn't see and when she's mad like her like barks are really deep so maybe he just didn't know it was good job i know she protected my mom that's crazy see i've always wondered if my dog would actually defend me oh archer would for sure defend you also archer's a literal wolf so everyone would just not fuck with you but here's the thing one time uh it was like two o'clock in the morning and a guy with like a literal crossbow pistol which (laughs) is a handheld crossbow a crazy dude followed me home to my house like just like walking like 10 feet behind me i can see him in the corner of my eye i'm like you know getting really nervous like freaking out or whatever archer did not didn't do anything also also archer doesn't do anything when the homeless people are masturbating by your by you yeah i think he's just like oh this is downtown yeah he's used to it i think if you like started screaming or something though he would absolutely come to your rescue That would require me to scream. When I get scared, I feel like this wave of, I guess it would be like cortisol or adrenaline or something. Like I literally feel it pulse through my veins. And then it's like a mix of Bradley Cooper and Limitless plus Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlock Holmes. That's how my (laughs) mind is. I'm like, there's a step behind me, a shadow. Everything slows down or everything speeds up. I don't know how to describe it, but it's not helpful. I just get really scared. Yeah. oh fuck i always have to research these stories late at night because i have to stuff to do during the day and then like i can't sleep at night because i'm in that heightened sense of awareness if that makes sense yeah there's some stories that we read or like that you tell me i definitely take it home with me like emotionally and i'm like like yeah i know after you told me the bell witch thing i hallucinated or i don't know what it was i was sleeping or maybe i wasn't sleeping who knows for some reason feel hear, see i don't know like a scary old woman with a long tongue right next to the side of my I face i know you told me that it was either the next day or two days later i texted you and i was like hey have, have no just definitely the next day because i said did you have a nightmare last night because i had a weird nightmare last night and you were like yeah i actually like had this weird feeling that this old woman was in my room staring at me and then i was like no way i had a fucking nightmare about an old woman in my room yeah and i like couldn't sleep you know like when you half wake up from a panic attack but you're not fully awake so i like half woke up having a panic attack i just remember thinking there was an old woman in my room and then i went back to sleep and then you told me about the old woman and then i had the old woman thing and then everyone is fine now like i don't know if like something happened or we let a weird spirit in but my skeptic brain then takes over and i was like no we just heard a terrible story about a woman that the ritual witch. sacrifice yeah. with like that weird ritual chant the phantom within the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the phantom within my in. butt yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then i had told you the story of this creepy old woman and then like the girl with no face hanging from a tree right and so then i was like you know what no it's just that we've been getting super fucking haunted scary stories yeah witches well, are so scary yeah i texted Alyssa and i was basically just like i'm too scared should we keep doing this podcast are we gonna like go to hell and be haunted because because we're doing this and then Alyssa was like no 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 here's what happened here's my skeptic brain when Nat's like we're fucking canceling the yeah. podcast <laughs> then Alyssa's like okay okay shh it's all it's just a joke okay it's all fake it's everything's fine, fine. everything's good because <laughs> I was ready I was like no like I will not have this fucking scary ass old woman next to my face yeah. with a long tongue like <laughs> <laughs> so gross well are you telling a story about an old woman today so 
actually this fucking this is crazy you guys not button back clear the space it's no longer no nut november you guys so we can nut all over the place so i fucking kid you not this story when i literally pulled up into my google i pulled up i typed in the phrase that i'm about to tell you the story of today oh no and i hear all of a sudden a car crash a car crash outside your house outside my house i go to my door i unlock that shit i run around the corner and there are two cars totaled in the center of the intersection oh my yeah you're right by a busy intersection yeah totaled the front side of one car has been totaled the other car has been sideswiped and i mean airbags are off there's like broken glass everywhere i'm thinking in my head one of these people could be dead i don't know how fast they were going i'm assuming if i heard the brakes screeching for that long they were going pretty fast yeah absolutely and if they're not dead they're seriously like their cars are totaled and they at least have you know like they have to go to the hospital to see but, if they have broken uh, yeah. bones or something and that intersection is dangerous too because there's no green arrow turning left it's just like a green light oh, so Angeles. basically what you're saying is this story you're about to tell us is fucking haunted it's fucking haunted okay <laughs> so obviously when i started writing it i was like ooh, like i did a really good job and then it kind of just like devolves yeah it devolves yeah, i've been so. there <laughs> the year is 1966 oh we weren't born yet thank you for that riveting commentary (laughs) the u.s president was lyndon b johnson a democrat Mm -hmm. good vibrations by the beach boys was in the top five hits in the uk on television people were watching george and the dragon the la dodgers had just completed an 18 game tour of japan with a 981 record go dodgers the beatles were more popular than jesus leading many u.s radio stations to take the beatles songs off the air Heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali, formerly known as Cassius Clay, declared himself a conscientious objector and refused to go to war in Vietnam. Wow. So that is Icon. the time that this story is taking place. A, a real cultural moment in time. It's a fucking shit show of culture, <laughs> dude. It's like take all the culture. Now. And it's there. If you're not already wet, you're going to be listening to this. Okay. November 12th, 1966. It was a Saturday. Somewhere high above the Earth's atmosphere, Buzz Aldrin snapped a photo of himself performing extravehicular activity in space during the Gemini program. Love him. It was a mission that produced the first space selfie, an iconic moment cemented in the pop cultural canon of history. Yet somewhere, far below the orbital confines of the Gemini program's mid-century space rocket ship, was someone else about to make history. <laughs> are you on the edge of your seat i'm on the edge of my i'm on the edge of my fucking seat clenandine maybe it's clenandine <laughs> clenandine clenandine west virginia oh oh it's a city i thought it was a person go okay a grave digger or was it two <laughs> every great story has a beginning which seems to have been forgotten as it was of no importance until the end of the story to know the beginning <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i wrote this i know this is good this is great nonetheless two grave diggers <laughs> two grave diggers were working through the night on a november evening in 1966 near the town of clenandine west virginia the air was damp and cool as the grave diggers turned up fresh earth their bellies full <laughs> ew what why are their bellies full <laughs> their bellies full of dirt their bellies full having just begun their work their minds blank for the same reason. 
their hands chilled by the November wind that licked at their callous knuckles underneath woolen gloves. I'm gonna like throw up. (laughs) (laughs) A noise caught the man's attention. They looked up. A large winged humanoid flew from a nearby tree and glided over the heads of the two grave diggers, landing on another tree. He would later describe the figure as a brown human being. Having no reason to think anything of the outlandish report, the local authorities dismissed the report, assuming the sighting must have been a large animal or bird. Until three days later, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Do you have any idea where this is going? Is this Mothman? The following is a Point Pleasant Register newspaper article from Wednesday, November 16th, 1966. The headline reads, Couples see man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. Quote, It was a bird. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like you're yelling at me. (laughs) It's a riveting display. (laughs) It's a riveting production. (laughs) No, it's really great. I just, I'm on the edge of my seat. This is so good. It was a bird or something. It definitely wasn't a flying saucer. Two Point Pleasant couples said today that they encountered a man-sized bird-like creature in the TNT area about midnight last night. Sheriff's deputies and city police went to the scene about two o'clock this morning but were unable to spot anything. But the two young men telling their story this morning were dead serious and asserted they hadn't been drinking. Steve Mallett of 3305 Jackson Avenue in Rogers Scarberry. Oh, wow, we're really doxing him right now. Described the thing as being about six or seven feet tall, having a wingspan of 10 feet, and red eyes about two inches it in diameter. It was Yao Ming stoned off his ass, time traveling. <laughs> you might have just solved this. Should I just close this? <laughs> it was like a man with wings, Mallet said. It wasn't like anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. The men and their wives were in Scarberry's car between 11.30 p.m. and midnight when they spotted the creature near the old power plant adjacent to the old National Guard armory buildings. The creature was seen standing on three occasions and was described as being extremely fast. Quote, it flew about 100 miles an hour, but it was a clumsy runner. I'm a hard guy to scare, Scarberry said, but last night, I was for sure getting out of there. They did just that, but the thing followed them. They said it was hovering over the car, apparently gliding, until they reached the National Guard Armory on Route 62. Quote, we went downtown, turned around, and went back. Touched our toes. (laughs) And there it was again. It seemed to be waiting on us. The light gray creature then scurried through a field. Quote, it apparently is afraid of light mallet reasoned and maybe it thought it was scaring us off the young men said they saw the creature's eyes which glowed red only when their lights shined on it and it seemed to want to get away from the lights they said it looked like a man with wings but that its head was not an outstanding characteristic both were slightly pale and tired from lack of sleep during the night following their harrowing experience they speculated that the thing was living in the vacant power plant possibly in one of the huge boilers there are pigeons in all the other buildings, Mallet said, but not in that one building. I have a thought. What? This creature is me 
at two in the morning leaving the club when I don't want people to see how fucked up my makeup is. <laughs> so I avoid all of the bright lights. It could be. It could be me. It could be. Look, we're not ruling it out. If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, Scarberry commented. But there were four of us who saw it. They said it didn't resemble a bat in any way, but maybe what you would visualize as an angel. They heard a sound like wings flapping, and they said the bird rose straight up like a helicopter. This doesn't have an explanation to it, Mallet said. It was an animal, but like nothing I've seen before. Are they going back to look for the creature? Yes, Mallet said. This afternoon, and again tonight. Today, Scarberry said. But tonight, I don't know. End of the... Insane. End of the newspaper article. What do you think of that? I'm terrified. Really? Yeah, that's scary to me. You're talking about... This is what I picture. A giant homeless man. (laughs) <laughs> hybrid homeless man jumping around that off can of fly. buildings maybe maybe on crack like because his yeah. eyes are bloodshot let's say and unpredictable right this is this is a crackhead yes. that can fly and go 100 <laughs> miles per hour wow yes this is my nightmare imagine being in downtown la because Alyssa, you're describing every single day of my existence i know i'm describing that's what i'm saying it's terrifying it's a- okay now not only is it a man masturbating furiously on foot but now he can fly while he's 100 mile per hour wow yet he seems to be afraid of the light okay well i can't fault him for that you know a a news article whatever toss it off however that same evening a man living 90 miles away from point pleasant west virginia okay was roused out of his home by a strange sound in his yard he spotted two glowing eyes that belonged to no animal he was familiar with his hunting dog took off after the creature then his dog was never seen again no it took his dog yeah that sucks ass no it's very sad over the next few days more sightings of the strange creature began turning up the following is a news article from three days later november 18th 1966 the headline reads Eight people say they saw the, quote, creature. Eight people say they saw a flying creature near this Ohio River community. A dog could have fallen victim to it. And now a Kanawha County gravedigger saw a brown man fly past him last weekend. (laughs) Kenneth Duncan of the Blue Creek near Charleston said he and some other men were digging his brother-in-law's grave on a Saturday night. When something that looked like a brown human being puzzed back. They were digging his brother-in-law's grave. I know. Discuss. Okay. You said this is the 60s, right? 1966 was the year yeah i don't i know they did things different then but i I can't imagine that it would be chill to just be like hey can i dig my brother's grave at midnight brother-in-law also it's like a common trope that people hate their in-laws so maybe you would like it what cemetery is chill like this fucker took 20 bucks from me one night so he would pay me back fucking (laughs) grave it's gonna be so shitty and lopsided also, is this is he digging this in a cemetery or is it like in someone's backyard? <laughs> like how janky is this? Here's the thing. They only identified the people as grave diggers. They never <laughs> said like if they were in a cemetery or they were being paid to do this. <laughs> the act that they were doing was digging a grave, so therefore they are calling these people grave diggers, but yeah. we don't know. I'm imagining like grave robbers. Like were they really yeah. digging their brother in law's grave or were they trying to dig up their brother in law to necromance him? Wow. 
History seems to have forgotten the details. So many times the beginning of the story has been lost because it wasn't until the end of the story that they knew the beginning was of importance. Deep within the annals of history. The truth. Deep within the anal cavity of history. I go with my colonoscopy scope and I will find the truth. Looking for clues. (laughs) So they're digging this grave. Quote, it was gliding through the trees and it was in sight for about a minute, Duncan said. Four other men helping to dig the grave didn't see it. The thing was described as a huge bird, like a creature with eyes like red reflectors and a wingspan of 10 feet. It was first reported to police by Steve Mallett and Roger Scarberry and their wives, who said they saw it three times last Tuesday and early Wednesday and about five miles north of here. Four other persons also told Mason County Sheriff George Johnson that they saw it in the same general area. And a contractor, who lives 100 miles to the north, said he feels it may have something to do with the disappearance of his $350 German Shepherd dog, Bandit. Oh, okay. Like, he thinks it took his German Shepherd. Yes. I I was thinking he was accusing them of seeing his German Shepherd flying through the sky. (laughs) But now, no, but now I understand. If you get a flying German Shepherd for only $350. Man, that's a steal. Imagine what a good hunting dog that is. Oh, He literally flies through the sky (laughs) to get the ducks (laughs) out of the sky. Not only can he catch things like rabbits, but he could also catch all the birds. Every bird. Yeah, you don't even need a gun. Just send your flying German Shepherd to go (laughs) catch them out of the sky. Partridge says that he sighted the thing in a meadow near his home in Doddridge County about 50 minutes before the Point Pleasant sightings. Partridge said his television set began acting like a generator and Bandit started carrying on about something terrible. Partridge said he shined a flashlight into the field and saw something with eyes, quote, like red reflectors. The dog's hair stood straight up. He said the animal went into the field. The dog never returned. What? Partridge said there was no trace of it in the morning. Local papers dubbed the creature the Mothman. What do you think of this? Well, I feel like Mothman is unfairly targeting animals. Mm. That makes me sad. Bull. But a man's got to eat. So you can't. <laughs> but a moth's got to eat. A moth's got to eat. What Wouldn't do moths just, eat? Like in carpet? Their... Yeah. Wool? Just, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't this man like be coming into the house and just like rolled up in the carpet like, oh no, and yeah. then like fly away? When I went and opened my storage unit semi-recently after no. not, not looking at it for six months, one of my carpets was completely eaten by moths and I was so mad. I fucking hate moths. They're gross. They're gross. Like, They're never why? not going to be what, gross. What purpose do they serve in the ecosystem? Don't answer that. There's going to be someone in the comments that's like, actually, if we didn't have moths, then we would all be dead. I don't care. They're Here's gross. what purpose moths served. Alternative girls with no personality will tattoo the moth onto their body to this look cool. This is true. <laughs> also, big titty moth GF. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only Bring purposes. back big titty moth GF. <laughs> Bring back big titty moth GF. Bring back big titty moth GF. And now we've completed the ritual. And it will appear and eat your soul in the mirror. I was thinking about that the other day. I was also thinking about how they did surgery on a grape. And how we now know you can give your cat a little salami as yeah, a tasty treat. I know, I saw RT, if you think a cat could have a little salami for a tasty treat. Did you know that cats are carnivorous hunters and they would enjoy a little piece of salami as a tasty treat, Alyssa? If you support a cat having a little salami as a tasty treat, RT, my words. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 1966, Buzz Aldrin in the sky taking pictures in space. Oh. Right? You got all this stuff happening uh, right. everywhere. People saying, I'm not going to go to Vietnam. The world is fucking nuts. And now you got a Mothman. Moth so obviously, people panic. 
Soon, lights in the sky were reported all over the TNT plant. The TNT plant is the name given to this like armory plant that's in this okay. area. It used to be a old like munitions thing. So lights in the sky reported all over the TNT plant and theories began to surface that a terrifying beast may have chosen to take up in the woods, tunnel, and abandoned building of the old TNT plant as its home. The TNT is an abandoned World War II TNT plant and later somewhat strangely and maybe ill-advised was turned into a wildlife area <laughs> officially titled the clinton f mcclintic wildlife management area and also clinton f mcclintic could there not be Come a faker on. person find a different man to name your wildlife <laughs> refuge after or tell that man to change his name clinton f mcclintic is the middle is his middle name flint mcdick <laughs> Clinton Flint McClintic Wildlife Management Area. An icon. But it's known by locals as the TNT area. The TNT area is a naturalized area located in Mason County, about five miles north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It's located on 3,655 acres of former wartime industrial land. The TNT plant is occupied by farmland, woodlands, and wetlands encompassing 31 ponds. The area still contains stored explosives to this day. Okay, so I just want to make sure I understand. So the reason why it's called the TNT plant is because formerly they used to make explosives there, such right. as bombs, using which like it, using TNT, yes. I assume. Yes. Okay, then they abandoned it, but they didn't actually clean anything out. They <laughs> just sealed it really well. They just well. sealed it. They just kind of like let the area overgrow, and it's super polluted and like fucked up. Well, Obviously, uh, yeah. it's a World War II munitions plant. Like, I doubt they had very many sanctions going on there right. during that time it would just be like oh we're doing atomic bomb testing uh and right. now we're done great yeah. seal it up and leave everything in there that's put a, radioactive put a pond on it put a pond on float it. a duck in it yeah it's it's healthy now the most polluted pond in the tnt area where many of the sightings took place was pond number 13 oh wow there's 13 ponds there's 31 Haunted. there's 31 oh and which is 13 th- backwards <laughs> <laughs> so Keep that in mind. Okay. So now the people of West Virginia are spooked. There's a foreign creature squatting on their land, scaring their kids, and worst of all, stealing their $350 German shepherds. Oh my God. The people of West Virginia have no choice but to counterattack. They are moved from a defensive position towards the Mothman to an offensive position towards the Mothman. No moths, no men, or combinations of the two are going to fuck with them, Alyssa. Okay. The people of Point Pleasant began hunting for the creature, armed with guns, limited knowledge of their enemy in pursuit, and what I can only imagine, but I'm willing to bet my life on it, probably copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah, I, yeah, yes. I feel that. So the problem, as I've said, is that this TNT area is not actually okay to hunt at for multiple reasons, but I'm only going to list two. <laughs> One, it's home to several animals who called the wildlife refuge home. Some of these animals are endangered birds that are making migrations. Oh, wow. And two, it has literal live fucking explosives stored in it. <laughs> yeah, please don't be shooting guns into the vicinity of explosives. The following is an article from the Huntington Herald Dispatch on November 1966 titled The Mothman. Would you believe it? A sandhill crane by Ralph Turner. Would you believe what? Would you believe a sandhill crane? A sandhill crane? I don't understand. So basically... I'm going to tell you. Okay. The case of the Mason County monster may have been solved Friday by a West Virginia University professor. Dr. Robert L. Smith, associate professor of wildlife biology 
and WVU's Division of Forestry told Mason Sheriff George Johnson at Point Pleasant that he believes the thing which has been frightening people in the Point Pleasant area since Tuesday is actually a large bird which stopped off while migrating south. From all the descriptions I've read about this thing, it perfectly matches the Sandhill Cranes, said the professor. Oh. I definitely believe that's what these people are seeing because since Tuesday, more than 10 people have spotted what they described as a birdman or a mothman in the area of the McClintic Wildlife Station. They described it as a huge gray-winged creature with large red eyes. And Dr. Smith said that the sandhill crane stands an average of five feet and has gray plumage. But they said that the mothman is seven feet. A feature of his appearance is his bright red flesh area around each eyes, and it has an average wingspan of about seven feet. Oh. Somebody who has never seen anything like it before could easily get the impression it's a flying man. Car lights would cause the bare skin to reflect as big red circles around the eyes. While such birds are rare to this area, Dr. Smith said that it's migration time and it would not be too difficult for one or more of the birds to stop off at the wildlife refuge. There are no more official sightings of such bird in West Virginia, although there have been unconfirmed reports in the past. The birds are rarely seen east of the Mississippi now and except Florida. Distribution mainly is in Canada and the population is increasing in the Midwest. They winter in Southern California, in Mexico, and along the Gulf Coast. So, these birds. Do you want to see what it looks like? Yeah, okay. I At first I was like, oh, it's just a bird. But now I'm like, no, that would be creepy to see a giant-ass bird with red eyes just fucking staring at you while you're driving late at night. That would be scary. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. see birds ever. So here's what the bird looks like. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's kind of creepy. What does it look like? Um, It looks like... um A mothman? It has really skinny spindle legs and then like a big ass. And <laughs> it has a long neck like a goose. But then the top of its head is like reddish around its eye area. And then it has a short beak. Here's another picture of its face closer up. It does look particularly evil and menacing. Oh, that looks like something you would see right before you die. Yeah. Like ready to pick apart your bones and like eat your flesh. I don't think I would mistake it for a man, but it is scary. So, quote, the cry of the sandhill crane is a veritable voice of nature, untamed and unterrified. Its uncanny quality is like that of the loon, but it's more pronounced because of the much greater volume of the crane's voice. Its resonance is remarkable and its carrying power is increased by a distinct tremolo effect. Often for several minutes after the birds have vanished, the unearthly sound drifts back to the listener like a taunting trumpet from the underworld. Here's what this bird sounds like. Yeah, I don't like that. <coughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. Does it sound like a terrible trumpet from the underworld? It, you know what? If it was echoing through like a forest l- late at night, like bouncing off the walls of the old TNT plant. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck that. I'm out of here. Meanwhile, for the fourth night in a row, an area of wildlife station again was clogged Friday night with the curious searching for the thing. The latest reported sighting came from Friday morning from two Point Pleasant volunteer firemen. Capital Paul Yoder and Benjamin Enochs. Quote, as we were going into the picnic area in the TNT area, Paul and I saw this white shadow go across the car, Mr. Enochs reported. This was at about 1.30 a.m. Paul stopped the car and I went into the field, but I couldn't see anything. I'd say this was definitely a large bird of some kind. Meanwhile, authorities issued a warning to monster hunters. If the thing is a migratory crane, they had better not shoot it. Migratory birds of all kinds are protected by federal and wildlife laws. Mm. 
Sheriff Johnson said that he would arrest anybody caught with a loaded gun in the area after dark. Sheriff Johnson also warned that the scores of persons searching the abandoned powerhouse in the TNT area after dark risk possible serious injury for obvious reasons. A bunch of drunk people in the middle of the night with loaded guns scared. I thought this was America. We're supposed to be able to have loaded guns while we're drunk. Also, it's West Virginia. Everywhere, yeah. It's this tiny town. There's nothing to do there. And all of a sudden, we might have aliens or birds or men or mothmen flying around. Yeah. And like, the only thing people want to do is go see that shit. Yeah, come on. Come on. This is America. So we have the skeptics saying, this is a wild bird. It just has long red wings and red eyes. They're, it's confused. It's defending its home at this TNT wildlife refuge during its migration. It's also scared. It's like, what the fuck are all these people doing here? <laughs> And we have people saying that maybe it's a creature or a monster. What we don't have, Alyssa. What we don't have, Alyssa. <laughs> yes. What we don't have. What do we not have? Document fucking tation. Where's the photo? Where's the video of Mr. Mothman? True. What do we also not have? <laughs> we rely, r- Reliable eyewitnesses? A reason. A motive for this Mothman. Ah, oh, yes. A motive. It had never been around <laughs> And now, all of a sudden, in the fall of 1966, there's 100s, 100s of sightings (laughs) and happenings having to do with a large humanoid, a bird-like creature the size of a full-grown man flying around. People all around the world were witnessing something similar as it so happens. And now that this has been publicized, people are coming forward. Sometimes it was children sick in bed, a fever dream of sorts, where the child claims to have seen red eyes and heard static, like television static. Remember how the guy says the television Ooh, starts like acting the ring, like a generator? Where before she crawls out of the TV? Oh, that it, was the scariest part of the ring. Yeah, I hate that. Other times it was sleep paralysis coupled with the feeling that the creature was standing besides their bed, yeah. watching them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Some reports said that they even felt the weight of the creature on their chest. Oof. The details of the Mothman's face and feet have never adequately been described. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were horrible and monstrous. She had terrible nightmares and nearly suffered a nervous breakdown. Anyone who gets too close to look at the Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and psychological distress, sometimes lasting for months or years afterward. In particular, people say that a sense of pure evil overcomes them when they see the Mothman's eyes. He can fold his wings and walk with a weird shuffle that many witnesses compare to a penguin. When he flies, he unfolds his wings and shoots straight up with great speed, then levels out to go wherever he wants to go. He is rarely observed flapping his wings except for on takeoff. Witnesses describe his flap pattern as straight up like a helicopter. He can fly much faster than any bird should be able to fly as measured by those victims who suffered from what seems to be the Mothman's favorite activity, chasing cars. Much like the Snow Patrol, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. He'll fly in front of them and sometimes even hit at the roof. So now I'm going to tell you about this girl that says she saw the Mothman. Okay, hell yeah. And what I happened to her. fucking account. Connie Jo Carpenter was a shy, studious girl of 18 from New Haven, West Virginia. She worked at the local Tiny's Diner. She gotcha. claimed to have an encounter with the Mothman at 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday, November 27th, 1966. So this is the same month that the gravediggers saw the people. This okay. is mass sightings so something's definitely happening during this happening during this month because so many people are seeing this definitely yeah so gani was driving home from church when she saw what she thought was at first a large man standing gray on a deserted links of the mason county golf course on route 62 but this is 10 30 in the morning fuck that though she just came back from church 10 foot wings suddenly unfolded and the thing took straight up and headed for her 
Those eyes, they were very red, and once they were fixed on me, I couldn't take my own eyes off of them, she declared. It's a wonder I didn't have a wreck. She said the creature flew directly at her windshield and then veered off and disappeared. Connie stepped on the gas and raced home in hysteria. She locked herself in her bedroom. Those eyes, that's all she said. Those eyes, her boyfriend would later say. All she could say was, those eyes. She was so upset that she was unable to go to school for several days and required medical attention. Honestly, perfect excuse to miss school. She was one of the Mothman witnesses to suffer from an ailment called Klein conjunctivitis or, quote, eye burn. So her Mm. eyes were red, swollen, and itchy like water coming out of them for two weeks afterwards. No, wait, that just added another level for me. Miss Carpenter was also one of the few to claim a close look at the Mothman's face. It was horrible. Like something out of a science fiction movie. In 2001, when they did the Search for the Mothman documentary, Connie was still unable to talk about it. Her husband, Keith Aker, who was her boyfriend at the time of the sighting. Good job, guys. They're still together. Yeah, right. They, oh, they got married. He was like, this of- bitch saw the Mothman. <laughs> I can't let this bitch get away. So he told her story to try to set the record state because she couldn't even talk about it. In the interview, he said, I'd like people to just understand that. I'm here to make sure they don't think she's a kook because she's not. And what she has said she's seen, she actually has seen. The only thing I have to say is keep an open mind because someday it could happen to you. And if you try to tell somebody, what are you going to do if they laugh at you or if they call you a kook that you're imagining or that you're trying to con chaos? But it actually did happen. And what if? And what if? It's a big question. I like this guy. He he turns the report back on them. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) I appreciate that. He's sticking up for his woman. So that to me gives a layer of credibility to the story. Yeah, definitely. The fact that this woman was hospitalized for mental ailment, we should say. and then PTSD or something. Yeah. And then she had physical, actual physical proof proven by doctors. She had this you know infection in her eyes from staring into the eyes of the mothman right and she was one of the only people who claims to have seen the actual face of the mothman so up until now there's no explanation for the mothman until Alyssa. until natalia came to town (laughs) true (laughs) until december 15th 1967 it is now 13 months after the initial sighting of the mothman by the grave diggers the silver bridge was an eye-bar chain ah, yes. suspension bridge built in 1928 and named for the color of aluminum paint. The bridge carried U.S. Route 35 over the Ohio River, connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Galapagos, Ohio. The bridge was built in 1928, a time when cars were much lighter. The Model T was 1,500 pounds, while the average American car in 1967 was 4,000 pounds. On December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Two of the victims were never found. Investigation of the wreckage pointed to the cause of the collapse being failure of a single link. The 13th link. No. In the suspension chain. No. Analysis showed that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had originally been designed for and had been poorly maintained. Some claimed to have seen the Mothman next to the river moments before the bridge collapsed. The following is an article written by Matt Raymond from medium.com. Silver Bridge was dubbed the gateway to the south upon its opening and residents on both sides appreciated its promise of better commutes and easier traveling. 
but it also came to be known for its tendency to rock and shake. Salesman Bon Cedar crossed the Silver Bridge around 15 minutes before it collapsed, but only reluctantly. Quote, I was worried about the bridge every time I crossed over, he said. If you got stuck in the middle of that bridge, it would wave back and forth and back and forth. Mm -mm. Charlene Wood was pregnant at the time she drove home from her job at a hair salon. She was moving at 15 miles per hour as she approached the bridge, which was filled with truckers, commuters, and Christmas shoppers because it's like middle December. As she drove over it, she felt it begin to shake. She put her car in reverse and was able to move back a short distance before the rocking of the bridge stalled her car. She was four feet away from the precipice when, within 60 seconds, Silver Bridge rocks and collapsed into the river. Can you even imagine being an eyewitness to that? I don't, I think I would just straight up have a heart attack. Terrifying. Bill Needham was less lucky. He was driving a truck across the bridge when it collapsed and threw him into the river. He was able to escape from his partially opened window. Quote, I didn't know how far I had to go up, he recalled, but I could tell the water kept getting lighter. He used a nearby box as a flotation device and was rescued 15 minutes later. His partner, Robert Toe, didn't make it. Oh, no. So this sound, I guess you could call it, that the bridge is over is only 50 feet deep, but it's really dark and cold water. So when these cars are falling off into it, a lot of these people are having shock. Not only were they just on a bridge that fell into the water. Yeah, you don't even know what, you don't even have time to process what's happened. Yeah, but this is like 1967 cars. Like a lot of these cars don't have electrical windows. You have to roll it down Mm -hmm. and then you have water flooding into your car. People are not the same health that they are these days. Maybe you were smoking, maybe you were drinking on the way home. You don't know. And it's also, it's around Christmas time people aren't really thinking they're kind of like in this jovial mood coming home from work coming right. home from shopping they said that there was tons of christmas presents floating in the water oh my god Sad. that's so haunting so H- howard boggs was a passenger in his car with a 17 month old child and his 18 year old wife marjorie who was driving their car was heaved into the river by the collapsing bridge when howard was pulled to safety by a rescue boat he told the crew on board quote i just hope to god marjorie and the kid got out okay <gasps> Their bodies were found in the car six weeks later. No. State trooper Rudy Odell, 31, may have been the first officer to respond to the disaster before the bridge collapsed, shook violently, turning the deck over and sending dozens of cars and their passenger into the water. So what happens is this bridge is like shaking because it's kind of like a suspension bridge, right? Uh It's shaking, going back and forth. Some of these cars are getting thrown off into the water and then the bridge collapses on top of all these cars that are in the water. So basically if your car got thrown off before the bridge collapsed, you're essentially dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Because the bridge is going to push you down unless you're lucky that like that guy that somehow got out and was able to swim up. And 50 feet is not, you know, a short way to go up. No, absolutely. I can't even hold my breath for... I don't know, not very long. So he said, quote, I could hear them hollering for help. I didn't know how many there were at the time, Odell recalled. There was absolutely nothing I could do. It was a long way out into the water. Another rescuer, Bill McCormick, observed, quote, people hanging onto flotsam from the tractor trailers that had been on the bridge. In all, 31 vehicles went into the Ohio River that day, sending 64 people into its 44 degree waters. Of the 64 who went in, 46 died. The collapse remains the deadliest bridge disaster in the United States history. Wow. So, I mean, that in and of itself could have been an entire episode, just the bridge collapse, because that is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. So this bridge collapsing was the second traumatic thing that happened in Point Pleasant ever, basically. This is like a very sleepy town. So some people began to think that maybe the Mothman was there warning them. Perhaps the creature showed up as some sort of omen to the Silver Bridge collapse. I believe that. Because this happened 13 months after the sightings. There's 13s all over this. Yeah. And it was the 13th pond where people were seeing the Mothman. So the idea 
the Mothman predicted disaster led some people to make connections to the Mexican swine flu disaster of 2009 and the Fukushima nuclear disaster of 2011, even some in 9-11. People like go back and they can report people saying, oh, I was in a fever dream and I saw this static and I saw this man's glowing red eyes. Oh, blah, so blah, blah. right before all these disasters, people are having Mothman sightings as sort of like a bad omen telling them, hey, something's coming. Yes. So the Mothman has been sighted even as recently as 2006. What do you think people who've seen the Mothman look like, Alyssa? I mean, I'm personally, and this could just be my own prejudice, I'm picturing like white trash, redneck people. Does this man describe what you're thinking of? (laughs) Oh, well, he looks like a dirty Santa. He looks like he's seen the Mothman. He's seen some shit and honestly looks like he could be related to me. So I can't really (laughs) talk too much shit. So we're looking at a man with long uh, white hair and what I would pleasantly call a weathered face. Yeah. And a long white beard. Yeah. He looks like he's in Leonard Skinner. I like Leonard Skinner, so there's no hate. Me too. Good old American boy. Yeah. So in Wisconsin, September 2006, a local Cherokee man was being driven home by his son when they encountered a flying humanoid creature. On the Mothman episode of the television show Monster Quest, he told of his sighting, claiming that the man-bat creature they saw could have been the legendary Mothman. The first thing I saw were the eyes, and what I thought maybe were teeth, said Awahali. They sped up and started making sharp turns to shake the animal, but the beast pursued them undeterred. The creature hovered in front of the windshield as they drove, allowing the man to see the man back clearly. Awahali described it as a winged creature, 14-foot wingspan at least, and it was huge. It almost covered half of the road. It was close enough for me to reach out and touch it, and it almost hit the windshield. It had a white mouth. The eyes were the size of reflectors along the road. The body was attached to the wings. It had gray and brown, hair-like, but not much hair, more fleshy, kind of like a bat. That's why I called it a man-bat, because it looked like a cross between a man and a bat. Then the creature abruptly changed directions before their eyes and flew directly up like a helicopter. He described the strange way the man-bat flew off by saying it was like in mid-air at windshield height. I've never seen an animal move like that. It just went straight up. This flight pattern and the 14-foot wingspan are similar to descriptions of the Mothman sightings from 1966. As the creature departed, the creature let out a shriek. We heard this sound in our heads. It was kind of like vertigo. It made us sick to our stomachs, real high-pitched ringing, and my son swerved and went off the road. He opened the driver's door and threw up and got sick. The man returned to the location a couple of days later, thinking that maybe the creature had come out of the bushes and was on the road there. He found a deer carcass laying along the side in a ditch and thought that this had something to do with the creature at first, but further looking into it, they found the deer carcass had just been the work of a human poacher oh. and not connected to the sighting at all. What kind of fucking poacher just leaves the dead animal there? Like, aren't you <gasps> going to take it with you? So because he was on the show, you know, Monster Quest, they did artistic renditions of this Mothman. Would you like to see Alyssa? Yes. Oh, no. It's fucking scary. Oh, my God. And also kind of hot. Like, it's like built. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's straight up never missed leg day. It looks like Thor. Oh, I, I don't like it. No. It literally looks like King Kong's body. Hot. <laughs> combined with bat wings. And but the head is like a hydrocephaly humanoid head with what's a hydrocephaly? It's that disease you get from the Zika virus. Where, oh, that makes your head super small. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And but its eyes are for sure like 
insect eyes, like bright red, like glowing, baseball. baseball sized. It's gross. Yeah, it doesn't have a neck. It looks like it's just like only worked out its traps. Yes, when your traps get too big and you yeah. cu- kind of become like a triangle on right. the t- upper portion of yeah. your body. Yes. So wait, if I work out my traps enough, can I too fly? And I think you should try it and see what happens. <laughs> Just don't jump off of anything too high. Lots and traps day. We're yeah. going, <laughs> bitches going to be flying. Yeah. So that was 2006. As with other Mothman sightings, there are those who attribute the disaster itself to the creature suggesting that the Mothman was responsible for at least partially what happened at those disasters okay so some people are saying maybe this mothman is warning us other people are saying no no no. the mothman is evil if it's there it's causing these disasters okay so it's either something that's trying to warn us so that we stay away from the area where it's seen because a disaster is going to happen or it's at these places where disasters happen because it's causing them right okay so strangely enough, the Mothman and the Men in Black are closely tied together. Did you know <gasps> no, this? No, I did not know that. In fact, some people claim that the Men in Black were present at the Silver Bridge collapse. And oh, I'm going to show shit. you a picture of this. Here's a photo stills taken from an 8 millimeter video footage railroad car after the Silver Bridge collapsed. Could this be a Man in Black? Yeah, it could be. Look at that. It has a suit. It's a white. Okay, it's a black suit with a white shirt, black hat, black sunglasses. It's kind of blurry, obviously, because this is an older photo. But that looks like a man in black to me. Yeah, it's the exact description of the man in black. Is that two men in, men in black or is it just one? I can't tell if that thing on the right is it also It looks a like two men in black yeah. to me. People say that several witnesses to the Mothman were threatened by the men in black. One lady in particular had her sleeve ripped off as the men in black tried to pull her from her car as she tried to drive away from the scene. Oh, damn. That's what she says. She managed to escape, but was later found trembling and hiding. So then if we think that the men in black are aware of Mothman, could Mothman be an alien It could be creature? an alien. Because that's when the men in black come out is after humans see an alien. In the 60s, right? Yeah. So a lot of people have different ideas where the Mothman comes from. Okay. Obviously, you know, these sightings didn't start happening until the 60s, but people started thinking, well, let's look back in history and see if there's anything closely related to this. Got it. So there's two legends from Shawnee lore that mention creatures closely resembling the Mothman, themed Missigniwa and Wow P, respectively. So I could be butchering that, but in the legend of Miss Skinwa, oh, that sounds like Skinwalker. Yeah, it does. In the legend of Miss Skinwa, description of Mothman is indeed similar to Bigfoot by ceremonial dress and used during the bread dance. The Wapi legend is also similar in that it's part of Shawnee lore and that a family of Native Americans chose to become white hawks living in the forest near Point Pleasant. So there's this like old lore that there's this family that are like well fuck this life we're gonna become white hawks and live around here i feel that yeah yeah. and then there's also this thing that they do where they dress up ceremoniously like this big bigfoot type thing and dance around and people think oh maybe if the native traditions from here are they're like worshiping this like cryptid type thing perhaps it's coming from from that sightings i don't know okay all right also there's this missing thunderbird photo so there's a story that in April 1890, two cowboys in Arizona killed this giant bird-like creature with an enormous wingspan. Mm-hmm. It was said to have had smooth skin, featherless wings, and it's had a face that resembled an alligator. The description has some similarity to that of a prehistoric pterodactyl, an animal whose existence was known at the time, Melissa. Okay. They're supposed to have dragged the carcass back to town where it was pinned with the wings outstretched across the entire length of a barn. And then, of course, because it's like fucking... 1890 they all the cowboys get in front of it and take a picture of it yeah i would do the same yeah so the picture of the event 
may have been published in the local newspaper, the Tombstone Epitaph. There's also an account of the same story with the events taking place in the state of Texas. But they say that the, the photo went missing and the story disappeared somehow, perhaps by the men in black. Ooh. Here is artist's drawings of that. Well, that's a giant ass bird. Yeah, it's straight up. It's like that's like the size of a house. Is it the size of a house or is it the size of a barn? Oh, could be the size of a barn now that I think of it. <laughs> so people think like, why are there all these stories of the same yeah, thing yeah. happening? It must have actually happened, right? Right. Because as we know, if you repeat something enough times, it becomes true. Yeah. <laughs> Some people believe that the Mothman may have been an angel, a demon, or the product of a blood curse placed upon the town by Chief Cornstock, who was murdered along with his son in the area. Similarly, the curse theory is one attached to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. So what that means is there was this guy, Chief Cornstock. I know it's a funny name. It's probably that's the English translation of it. And it's not as beautiful as whatever the indigenous language was. But we're just going to call him. I like corn. Chief Cornstock. Okay. Chief Cornstock. uh, He was doing real good trying to unite the white men and the native population. Right. So he learned English. He was like you know doing whatever hr for the native (laughs) americans but then so they're supposed to have a meeting between the you know new white men coming in trying to take the land and his tribe at this very peaceful meeting Mm -hmm. he gets murdered by the white men yeah come on so before he dies he says there's going to be a curse upon this land oh forever and I wish bad things to happen upon you. So some people think that maybe this Mothman is the blood curse. That's intriguing. Isn't it? Because this is something where people like wrote down, hey, this guy got murdered who was really important to us. And before he died, he cursed this land. Because we hear so often about like ancient Native American burial ground. Therefore, right. it's cursed. But just because somebody's buried somewhere doesn't mean it's cursed. But this is literally an account where somebody straight up said as mm-hmm. they were dying, I fucking cursed this land. Yeah. Yeah. That is automatically, I believe it. Yes. And then there's this thing about the 13, Alyssa. Yeah. Some consider the Mothman legend to be associated with the number 13 because the original Point Pleasant West Virginia Mothman reports started in November 1966 and they ended in in December 1967 with the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which was a 13-month period of strange events. Also, the Silver Bridge collapsed because of the faulty 13th steel bin Ibar. Also, this is where it gets fucking stupid, but also kind of interesting. The name Point Pleasant has 13 letters in it. I believe it. The most polluted pond in the TNT area where many of the sighting took place was Pond 13. The maiden name of Mothman witness Linda Scarberry is Linda McDaniel, which contains 13 letters. Wow. Linda Scarberry claimed to have seen the Mothman on her roof when she lived on 13th Street. Yep. The name of Mothman witness Steve Mallet has 13 letters in it. Haunted. The name of Mothman witness Kenneth Duncan has 13 letters in it. Fucking haunted. The name of Mothman witness Mabel McDaniel has, could you fucking guess it? 13 letters? Yes. The wow. name of Mothman witness Caitlin Beaver has 13 letters in it. What? They do it. Laporte is said to have had her encounter with the Mothman at age 13. John Keel, the main investigator of the Mothman, suffered a non-lethal heart attack and was hospitalized on Friday, October 13th, 2006. 13 people died the in the fuck? Mississippi what the River. Fuck? What the fuck? That's a lot of 13s, man. And then also, here's where it goes, the deepest cut, possibly. Okay, okay. You ready? Yeah. 
In the Bible, Jesus had 12 apostles, which made a group of 13. Judas, the traitor, is considered to be the 13th guest to arrive at the Last Supper. It also says that the Jews murmured 13 times against God during the Exodus. Certain Christians view Jesus as the 13th person in the group and think of the number 13 as unholy, while others view Judas as the 13th person in the group and think of the number 13 as an evil number also. And because of this Jesus Judas 13 thing, people say you should never have group gatherings of 13 or sit down at a dinner table with 13. So basically, you just got to uninvite somebody. Right. And that's why that number 13 is unlucky. There's no 13th floor in hotels. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there is. They just don't call it the 13th floor. No, it's not. They demolish it. They build it. They demolish it. In Norse mythology, the beloved hero Baldur was killed at a banquet by the trickster god Loki, who crashed the party of 12, bringing the total of people to 13 Alyssa. Oh, my God. This story and the story of the Last Supper together lead people to believe that you should never ever fucking ever sit down to a meal in a group of 13 ever okay i'm i'm convinced i'm never sitting down with a group of 13 ever if i show up somewhere i'm first thing i'm gonna do before i step in through that door i'm gonna count how many people are at this fucking party if there's 13 or 31 i'm leaving i actually thought as soon as i read that i wondered if i like that like little crystal charging circle if it was 13 of us no i don't think there was right because well let's count let's count you me me Amy. You, wait, me, wait, wait, you, you, me, me, you, Amy, me, no, you, me, me. Amy, me. Lydia, me. Jess, Chloe, Chloe, the girl in the Celine, pink, and the other girl. There were nine. Did you also count you and me though? Yeah, 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 yeah. I count it's you, me. me, 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 and you, and no, no, you, me, and then me, me, <laughs> but you, wait, me, no, no, me, me, me. Mimi. Me and me. Like Mimi Torres. Oh, so Mimi and me. Yeah, yeah. Mimi, me, you, and me. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. Yeah. That okay. The Mothman. What do you think of the story? Haunted. Would you like to hear an actual account by someone I know who claims to have he- what? seen Somebody the Mothman? What? Somebody you know? Yes. Play it for me. So I remember my dad telling me a story when in 2001, I believe, when the Mothman prophecies came out, the movie, my dad was like, you know what? I saw the Mothman when I was a kid, but I didn't have a name for it. And I told my family about it. And he told us this story. So I just called my dad and I'm going to have my dad tell us the story of the Mothman. So dad, do you remember... How old you were or what time it was the first time that you saw the Mothman and what conditions uh, the sighting was under? Okay, it was actually, it was around 1960 and I was probably four or five years old. And uh, I was, uh, I, I, I had this vision and my room was totally dark. But there was a very small illuminated area, kind of like a very small flame. But it wasn't really flame. It it was kind of, there was a TV static noise with it. I didn't really feel that it was either menacing or friendly. I I didn't really feel much about it, except I was a little bit wary because it it was, as it got closer, it, it got to be about the size of a human. And there was this television static noise that went with it it was mostly white the edges of it were kind of flamey 
and and you know it looked like it was hot and uh, then I got scared and uh, I started feeling really sick and uh, you know had had like a kind of a fever feel and I don't know if it was like a fever or was it the heat from whatever this thing was I started making some noises you know scared I was too scared to like shout or do anything but I, I managed to you know make some enough noise for my mother to come in and uh, as soon as she opened the door and everything the thing like went away it was it just disappeared and um, she came to me and she was like what's wrong what's wrong and I was like well you know there's this thing was in here okay and uh, it, this happened a couple times. It wasn't just that one night. It happened for a couple nights at about that same time. You know, it kind of, since nothing really happened, and I didn't, like, freak out or anything. And back then, you know, people didn't run around telling ghost stories or, you know, gosh, this happened or that happened. You know, I, I never really made a big deal out of it. And my mother thought it was mostly my imagination. But then, oh, probably about eight years ago, I was talking to her. Maybe it was when this moth man thing came out, but I, I was talking to her and I said, you know, I saw something like that when I was little and she kind of acted like she didn't remember it, but she got real interested and she said, what, what did you see? I said, oh, it was nothing. She goes, no, no, I want to know what you saw. So in the way she said it and the conversation we had, it was definitely like she knew that I'd seen something and she remembered it and she wanted me to describe it. And so I did. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what it was, if it was a something there to guard me against death or whether it was something had a sinister intent. I don't know, but it was, uh, you know, it was really scary as it got bigger and everything, you know, it, it was very a deep uh, terror, really. It was definitely, it was white, really bright, with like flame along the edges, and then it had uh, like two uh, red eyes of kind of fire. It was like a fire person. It was really strange, and it was bright, and there was it was definitely just a loud static that went with it kind of just the whole time like that like that's terrifying yes yes i don't i don't especially at that age i would probably have ptsd if i saw something like that yeah you know it was i don't really know what environmentally was going on at that time but i do know there was kind of uh you know the the uh, cold war was going on and the it was about the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know, I may not have the date right, but um, it was a lot of things were going on at that time. You know, Kennedy got shot. And... Was there any? Was there any like incidents or negative outcome that came from that? Sometimes people say the Mothman prophesizes something bad about to come, or sometimes people say that the Mothman causes something bad coming. Well, there was a tornado. But it didn't, it was, it was nearby, but it didn't affect our, our house or anything. Um, but I can't think of anything really, really bad. It was really, the whole thing was, when it started, you know, it was kind of, 
not scary or anything, but then as it got bigger and, and it happened a couple nights in a row, it was, uh, it was, you know, terrifying, but it, I didn't really tie it to anything happening in the world or anything. It was just something that was happening before my eyes, you know. If you had to make a guess about what you think that thing that you saw was, like, for example, like I said, some people think Mothman is an alien entity. Some people think that it's associated with a curse that was put on West Virginian land. Some people think that it's like this ancient pterodactyl creature that is living in the forest of West Virginia that flies around to different states. If you had to guess or what you think is most likely or or even most interesting because Natalia and I sometimes talk about what we think the most interesting, you know, solution would be. What what do you think that that creature is or what Mothman is? You know, I wouldn't really call this the Mothman that's in West Virginia or anything and I wouldn't even give it a name, but, but it definitely had a sense to it that it was from another, you know, a dimension, a dimension that's with us all the time but that we can't interact with or see and uh it definitely was focused on me and my life force um it wasn't it wasn't there for any other reason but it didn't really take anything from me um it it definitely i felt as if it was from a parallel world of some kind because you know it didn't really exist the way we exist. Um, so, you know, I, I really think it was something from a from a, a parallel dimension of some kind. And you haven't seen it ever since then? No. And, you know, I had no control over it being there, arriving or leaving. So, I mean, I worrying about it coming back or anything like that, it wouldn't make any sense because there's nothing you could do about it i have the chills yeah thank you thank you thank you mr strawn okay thank you <laughs> bye. Right, bye bye wow i can't believe you agreed to do that <laughs> that's crazy so what he's describing to me sounds like the mothman because he said it's like this big white thing and the tv static yeah the tv static is what gets me right but yeah I don't know. When I hear the story... what I mean, what if that's what Mothman is, though? Is Like, we've talked about parallel universes briefly here. Yeah. What if it's the thinning of, of the space between our dimension and another dimension, allowing us to temporarily see this creature? Hmm. Like, I don't know. That's another solution I hadn't even considered until your dad said that. So I didn't read all of them because it would take too long. But a lot right. of the accounts of the Mothman are children who are sick. Oh, and they're having fever dreams well, and they say there's this thing and then some people say oh well that's sleep paralysis which is a fact but who's to say that it's not real like it's not a real entity or a real right. alien that's causing you to experience it well i have two thoughts about that the first one being that you said most of the people that have claimed to see mothman are children and that makes total sense to me because a lot of people say that children are more connected to their past life if you believe in reincarnation. Oh, right. And so perhaps they're able to see this creature because it's from their past life or they're from a different dimension. And then the other thing that I'm thinking about where you said sleep paralysis is I know that when we had James DeAngelis on the podcast, he 
talked about when he was in college and he had this weird sleep paralysis situation where he woke up in his dorm room. Everything was the same but slightly different. Ooh. And he couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And then the door to his dorm started slowly opening as <gasps> if someone was about to walk in. And then he woke up right when that happened. Like, But he said it wasn't like waking up. It was like snapping out of a different dimension. So he was he was he probably said, about to see himself. Yeah, he said he thought that he had entered into like some sort of twilight zone or shadow realm or different dimension. And that's what the sleep paralysis was. So you're right. Who's to say that sleep paralysis isn't in our dream state when our mind is most vulnerable, most malleable, that we can somehow see the this other you know, thing that's happening in the same place at the same time, but just a little bit different. There are cases of mathematicians and scientists who have made great leaps in technology through equations. And people ask, okay, well, how did you get from this equation to this one? And they say, oh, I, I had it in a dream or I just, it just kind of came to me out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. The real question is, why are the aliens helping us? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's a great story. Um, I think that I just I fucking love the, the men in black so much yeah. that I'm so interested in that picture you showed me mm -hmm. that shows what appears to be two men in black. And that's at the site where the bridge collapsed, right? right? The silver bridge. Yeah. That to me is super intriguing because the men in black could be investigating some sort of alien entity or what if aliens are just from a parallel universe or a yeah. different dimension so here's the final thing that i'll add and i did, wasn't going to add it because it's stupid but there was one person who reportedly drove across the bridge it like broke and died behind them and then they just kept driving and never came back yeah like, no honestly i do not blame them right yeah and i thought the same thing too i was like maybe they just didn't see it happen or maybe they were just like nah yeah <laughs> like, what am i supposed to do about that i'm fucking leaving or maybe they thought the world was ending yeah and honestly like, the road behind them was gonna get sucked in damn so what do you think the mothman is it's hard for me to say because i do think that a lot of times with these kind of stories that are sort of like an amalgamation of a ton of different sightings and take place in many different places or whatever they do like the skeptics try to water it down with saying right. like oh like there's this bird or like you get some accounts that seem to be coming from people who are less credible than other people and then not everything is matching up some of it does kind of seem like oh maybe you just wanted to be a part of it i don't know because it sounds like something i or would mass do. hysteria where right. you you work yourself up so you think you're seeing something that's not really what you're seeing right but i do think even in the case of mass hysteria this has to be coming from somewhere. There has to have been something that triggered it. I do think that those, you know, four people who saw this scary thing following them around, uh, the original people who were in the car and said that they, yeah, the first or the second sighting after the gravediggers saw it, they they must have thought that they saw an actual like demon angel thing. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said. I don't know. And who's to say that these birds aren't demons? Honestly, it. It that, looked fucked up. Oh, that bird's cawing noise sounded demonic to me. And it the red eyes, why would God create a creature that looks that scary if it's not a product of Satan? I <laughs> I think that the Mothman sightings in West Virginia, the having around the TNT area are probably mass hysteria. Yeah. It's probably people seeing owls or this like crazy looking bird believing that it might have something to do with whatever mothman. but i do think also that people digging their 
brother-in-law's grave are haunted That's, and there's gonna be something coming for if them. you are fucking digging a goddamn grave for a family member and that is not your full-time profession yeah you're haunted in a later episode i want to do something on the grim reaper because yeah. people claim to have seen the grim reaper and to me that's what the mothman sounds like oh that's a good theory too he's kind of like in this place wondering whether or not to take your soul like right he's you know? around a lot of death he's around a lot of death and on or to- people on the verge of death like sick children yeah and who's to say that those people who were driving the car weren't about to like hit some deer or something yeah. and get their car turned over oh, that's a good yeah. you don't know and he was just like what the fuck maybe that's what the deer carcass was is that deer <gasps> was about to hit the car and mothman swooped down went and they just perceived it as the mothman coming towards the car but it was actually grabbing that deer right and then they found the deer carcass the right because he's like i'm full right now i don't want to take another soul at this moment yes but i will come for your soul later i will come for this deer's soul Mm. is he like twilight where he like tries not to eat human souls because he's like a vegetarian oh god he's a vegetarian i haven't seen twilight in so long grim reaper yeah Yeah. the vegetarian grim reaper i only take the souls of squirrels that have been hit by cars souls of plants it takes 150 squirrels to make up one soul (laughs) but i do it because i love it yeah yeah what do you guys think? Let us know in the SoundCloud comments or tweet at us or email us. Have you seen the Mothman? Do you have a family member that's seen the Mothman? Write in. As you guys should know, every great story has a beginning which seems to have been forgotten as it was of no importance until the end of the story to know the beginning. Oh, wow. What a coming full circle. <laughs> I'm going to end with citing my sources for this episode. Allthat'sInteresting.com slash Mothman. 13thfloor.tv unexplainable.net slash simply unexplainable slash the mothman at chernobyl mothmanlives.com slash men and black dot html the mothman.fandom.com and wikipedia obviously obviously we love the wiki are you gonna do our sign off it's your turn oh you're right okay um <coughs> that's a very rude cough by the way you're just like excreting molecules into the air. I'm sorry. Open mouth coughing okay, in my but, direction. But projectile. you should know that laryngitis is not contagious. Laryngitis just means that I fucking don't shut up. Okay, farts aren't contagious, but I'm not going <laughs> to fart in your face. Okay, all right, fair. Fair point. BRB got to go fuck the moth, man. Does that make me a furry? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In some places, we all are furry. <laughs> Bye. Bye.